Welcome back to another edition of the Keisha Covered Podcast. Brent Maycock here along with my colleagues Scott Pask, Mac Moore, and Ricky Peterson bringing to you high school sports from across the state. And we're going to take a look at what happened in the past couple of weeks since our last podcast and diving right into midseason basketball tournaments last week and this week. And boy, last week there were tournaments everywhere across the state. Uh, we posted roundups on our website, Keisha Covered, from each sec- section of the state uh, recapping tournament champions. And Scott, you had a leviathan of champions from the South Central Kansas area. Any of them that uh, just really stuck out to you? I know uh, one of them, uh, Andover Central beating Bishop Miege in the championship of the Chanute tournament could be a precursor of what we might see at the Class 4A state tournament uh, later in March. Yeah, that was a that was a huge win for the Jaguars. And, and uh, uh, you know, they actually had control of that game. Miege made a nice comeback to, to get the, the game to overtime, but uh, Andover Central – uh, pulls it out in the in the extra period and wins the Ralph Miller Classic at Chanute. So, um, you know, a, sig- a very big signature type win for, for Andover Central there. And uh, you know, like you said, after last week, we could probably do a whole podcast uh, just kind of on basketball uh, south of US 56 and maybe in between uh, US 281 and, and 169. I, it was so busy, uh, so many uh, schools in this area that won championships. I think I counted. Uh, 15 boys teams and four girls teams in the Wichita and in, in South Central Kansas area uh, that won midseason tournaments. Uh, it, it's a tournament week. You know, we're taping this on Thursday. It's a tournament week that actually ended on Wednesday night uh, with uh, with Inman uh, beating Little River in overtime for the for the Burton Invitational Championship in a, in a rescheduled uh, uh, tournament. But but yeah, just a uh, a lot of teams in this area that in the Wichita area that really uh, made made big statements. Uh, there were three schools uh, in South Central Kansas that won boys and girls titles last week. Uh, Andover won uh, the boys and girls championships at Salina. Uh, Cherryville from the Tri Valley League won the inaugural uh, War on Fifty Four in Iola. Their boys and girls did, and then uh, Heston up at Hillsboro took the boys and girls titles uh, uh, there with just a. A particularly an impressive boys performance. Uh, Jake Proctor scored 32 points. Uh, senior Jake Proctor, the you know kind of the, the main returning cog from from last year's state championship team, he had 32 and 71 in the tournament uh, to to get the Swathers the the victory there. They won 11 straight since the season opening loss to Southeast of Saline. So uh, Heston, you know, is right back there in 3A. Uh, you know, you ask about impressive teams. I, I think to me Hutchinson really made a huge statement here in the last seven days. You know, we talked, in our, I think, in our last uh, podcast about them going out to the Dodge City Tournament of Champions to face a really good field. And, and you know, they came out of that one again. Uh, they they won the, the title, defeated May South for the second time this month to win that championship out there. And, and Coach Brian Miller, who's who's a Hutch High grad and, and actually was an assistant coach at Hutch Community College under, under current Cape and Coach Steve Eck, uh, he's really got it going there this year. Not only did they win uh, the Dodge TOC, but came back this Tuesday night, uh, had a real tough road test at Derby, and pulled that out at the end. So the Salthawks are twelve and zero, and and you know we we thought five A was a deep, a, you know, kind of a deep class already, and and Hutchinson's really thrown their their uh, uh, you know their name in the hat this year with what they've done so far, uh, setting at twelve and zero. I lift up Haven. The Haven boys are thirteen and zero. 
after winning the, the rough invitational in, in Halstead, uh, they got pushed a little bit by Concordia in the semifinals, and, and then Andale made a strong se- second-half run at them in the finals. But uh, uh, they've got a couple seniors, uh, uh, Brant Sipe and, and D.J. Miller, who stepped up big for them in the championship game. So so Haven is 13-0, and and, and and another one of those 3A teams. Class 3A is, is really shaping up to be an intriguing class, I think, with uh, you know got Sabeth at number one, Southeast of Saline that looks dynamite at number two, uh, Heston's third, and, and Haven is fourth. You got Wichita Collegiate and Galena right behind them, and and uh, that that class is really one that's kind of standing out to me. And, and Haven and Heston are scheduled to play on Valentine's Day, and and then they're on a collision course for su- for a sub-state battle in Lions. So so three A is is just absolutely loaded, and right now Haven is is holding its own there. I was able, I saw three tournaments this week or last week. I was at Valley Center and got a chance to. To see a matchup of, of last year's six champions in six A and five A Heights, Wichita Heights and, and Seaman, uh, a good competitive game, and and uh, uh, the Falcons of Heights are, are playing well since since their loss to Washburn Rural in December. Uh, they just look really solid with with guard Marcus Ziegler and and just have an outstanding athletic sophomore and, and a Malachi Wilkins and and then also uh, junior T J Williams who who's who had planned to go to Sunrise Academy after helping the Falcons win 6A last year, but but got to school there and, and had a quick change of heart in early September and, and returned to Heights and and has just given them a solid trio, uh, you know, to moving forward as they as they try to, to defend that 6A title. Uh, so saw them, saw Moundridge win the the title at Canton Galva, and, and that was a good a good tournament for them, a good uh, tune up for what they're going to face in a in a tough substate uh, in March. Uh, you know, they, they survived an overtime scare with Bennington and then came back and beat El Saline in the championship game there. And, and uh, uh, just one of those tournament settings where you get two good games back-to-back nights and, and what you're going to face at Substate. And they've got a Substate that's got Ellenwood and Inman, Remington, Sterling, all teams that have at least nine wins already. So just a, just a real good tune-up for what they're going to face here in a month. Uh, then also saw Cape and Mount Carmel defend its title at the El Dorado Blue Stem Classic. And, and Capen is is another one of those teams that makes 5A really strong. No real superstars, but they do have Will Ancio inside and, and Tegan Charles, who's a, a great athletic slasher. Uh, good offensive team. Uh, Steve Eck, I think, wants to, wants to see a little bit more on the defensive side, but they're uh, I think they're sitting at 11-1 or 12-1 right now, so uh, uh, another good team there. Uh, but, yeah, just some great – Great tournaments down to some great comeback victories uh, in those tournaments. Augusta came back to win the Baldwin Invitational against Girard. Uh, Cherryville was down 18 in, in the Iola tournament and, and beat Iola on its home floor. And, and then uh, Circle got a, a really nice win at uh, the Chaparral Roadrunner Classic, winning the championship over Wellington in a the game. They, cha- they trailed, I think, for 31 minutes and 52 seconds. And then Trevor Cowman hit a bank shot, and they got away with a one-point win. So – uh, some really neat tournaments and, and uh, you know, in the area. And maybe we can take a look at, uh, uh, you know, what's what's to come after we, we go around the horn. But I uh, uh, do, do want to give a shout-out to to uh, Derby senior Addie Brown, um, talented player there in 6A who helped the, the Panthers reach the state title game last year. She was chosen as a McDonald's All-American on Tuesday, uh, joining her sister Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy was an All-American in 2019 and is now playing at Duke. And, and Addie's off to – she's going to be off to Iowa State in the fall. Uh, so a good, a good sister double there uh, with the McDonald's All-American honor. Uh, 
Um, and if you're in Emporia this weekend, you can see her at the Glacier's Edge Invitational. Uh, dyna- dynamic player and, and really fun to watch. So uh, that's kind of what went on in, in South Central Kansas. And, and uh, whoever wants to take it next, I'm, I'm out of breath, so go right ahead. <laughs> you know, Mac in the finals up in uh, Kansas City, you got to see a pair of undefeated teams uh, go against each other in Blue Valley North and Olathe West, and that sounded like it was a dandy. Yeah, uh, just it it was one where you were hoping it'd be a a little bit closer, uh, but when you get get a tournament like that, that's three games and three nights, and uh, you know, Olathe West is the team that uh, likes to get up and down the court, they like to shoot threes, they like to press, trap, uh, and uh, apparently Blue Valley North just had a lot more energy and uh, was ready to really get the job done in the paint because they came out early. Uh, built up a, a double-digit lead and, and held that wire to wire. Uh, Olathe West made a, a couple runs where it looked like they might be able to get it back down into single digits, but uh, it seemed like each time they could finally get a three to go down because those those three shots that they, they normally just are, are sinking, especially Harrison Kissling, uh, they just couldn't consistently get that to happen. And on the other end, uh, the Mustangs were not only – matched them they they hit the six threes just like Olathe West in the game although in a lot less tries uh they were feeding big man Blake Garrett inside and particularly there was a moment uh early on I think he got a dunk and then uh Jaron Lashley uh also got one and you know when I I think when Garrett did it nobody the the fans didn't get too crazy uh when Jaron Lashley did it uh the, the you know just the roof popped off the place. They were super excited for that moment. And, you know, just seeing what Blue Valley North was able to do, be interesting uh, to, to, you know, see if they were to run into each other again in the uh, postseason without it being, uh, you know, the third game in, in, in three nights uh, and, and see how that one goes. But for that one, I mean, Blue Valley North didn't look like they were playing their third game. That looked like the, the first game off a of week's rest. Uh, they, they had energy for days and, you know, it's not just Blake Garrett inside, but, uh, on the perimeter, they have Jackson Goldberg, uh, the wide receiver for uh, the football team, but also a really good guard that, uh, helps distribute the ball and gets, uh, rebound. So, uh, we already got, some a couple uh you know good bigs not just Garrett but uh Lashley will will do some work on the glass and and Adam Parks is a guy who just uh you know a glue guy that gets the whatever you need he'll get rebounds he'll uh, just hustle every second uh and and you have that so you're going to dominate the boards you're going to score inside uh and then I mean I talk about Olathe the West being able to shoot the three uh, but this Blue Valley North team also uh, just really good from shooting deep. Uh, I think their their top four or five three point shooters are all shooting above forty one percent from three. Uh, Zach Sand is another guard that can score for them and 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 be a playmaker. Uh, he's shooting fifty percent, so uh, it's just very very tough, very tough to uh, go at this this Blue Valley North team. And they they get the job done. They 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 end up by the end of the day where uh, the only six A undefeated left uh, after Wichita Heights knocked off Garden City. So uh, be very interesting to 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 
to, to see how they do. And, uh, you know, another one was a big tournament for, for my area was not even, uh, in the state was over, uh, on the Missouri side at the Tony Debray classic. And for the boys, uh, Galena, uh, ends up winning the championship. Tyler little, uh, is just, uh, just a double, double machine that is averaging, uh, you know, eight more than 18 points a game uh close to 10 rebounds a game it, i mean i think the i think it was a game into the season he had set the all-time rebounds mark uh for galena and just kept building from there but uh their closest game in that one was a 32 point victory in the tourney opener uh against northeast county uh then dusted host uh liberal this being the missouri liberal and uh, it beat them by 40, and then a 74 to 41 win over Thomas Jefferson High in the championship game. So uh, they were definitely on a roll. And then on the girls' side of the bracket, uh, St. Mary's Colgan uh, still undefeated, gonna be a tough team in, in 2A. And uh, they not only won the championship, they broke a crap ton of records, uh, they broke the tourney uh, single tournament record for scoring. Then they uh, have the least points allowed, so just utter domination. Uh, Lily Brown tied the record for most points in a tournament, 77. She shattered the field goal uh, makes in a tournament by 12. She she made 38 uh, over three games. Uh, tied mo- uh, made field goals, uh, single game mark with 15. And uh, she wasn't the only one. Uh, Galena Girls got... Uh, record as well because uh mia sarwinski scored 36 points tied the single game record in the tournament and uh in that game she also just so happened to uh pass uh the all-time bulldogs scoring mark that's for boys or girls program uh in school history passing her brother brett who just he only held it for uh you know half a season he got it at the end of last year and uh she just came in and she's like nope that's mine uh 36 points she's averaging like 24 a game something like that so uh a lot of fireworks down there in the tony debray classic and uh definitely be interesting to uh see i I think definitely colgan will be one that you know i talked about this on the last podcast but uh that that combo of lily brown and and lauren torrance uh this colgan team every year dominates regular season Will it be different going to state where they've had some early exits year, you know, time and again, year after year? That duo is so good this year. It, it, it'll be interesting to see as they they face some some tough teams in the postseason. But I got a feeling it's a little bit different than in years past. So that's uh, one I'm definitely looking out for. Yeah, and Ricky, out west, you had to dodge uh, dodge the weather uh, as the snow moved in across western Kansas and really played havoc with the schedule out there. But a lot of tournaments did get in. Some had to finish this week. Uh, I know Northwest Kansas League won't finish until next week. Uh, it looks like January 30th is when they're going to finish up their championship round. But uh, you saw some good tournaments out in western Kansas, some really great teams and some great performances out there. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, tournament week got extended a little bit, but uh, I think other than Northwest Kansas League, everybody got theirs in. Uh, Monday had a really good was a really good night for basketball. Um, I was in Waukini for the for the MCL tournament finals, and that the boys game had a thrilling finish. Uh, 
you know, Hill City was in control against TMB most of the way. Um, you know, uh, looked like they were gonna they were gonna hold them off, um, and then just kind of left the door open at the free throw line. And then uh, TMP got it tied with under a minute left, got a defensive stop, and then with 4.4 seconds left, they had to go to the length of the court. And uh, Cade Harris goes down and fires up a three-pointer, goes right off the backboard. But Harris, you know, he has the presence of mind to just follow his shot, and he darts in there and uh, grabs the board and then lifts it up at the buzzer to, to give TMP a really thrilling win. And, you know, that's kind of who the Monarchs have been the last, the last couple seasons. They have kind of a knack for pulling out those really, those really tight games. Uh, going back to last year's state semifinal in 3A, uh, got a, or quarterfinal, excuse me, got a butter, buzzer beater against Galena. So, you know, that they're just kind of a hard-nosed team that finds ways to get it done. And, uh, you know, they're, they're down to 2A this year, and I think they're going to be be a really, really tough out. Um, you know, it was, it was a hard loss for Hill City. I mean, they felt like they kind of let let one slip away, but, you know, uh, Keith Riley and his bunch, I think I think they're going to be a tough team as well, uh, you know, come sub-state. Uh, you know, some of the other ones, uh, on Friday night I went to Lincoln for the Northern Plains League uh, tournament t- title games, um, and Beloit St. John's Tempston uh, they get the sweep in that with the girls and boys. Uh, on the boys' side, uh, you know, it was a really good game uh, between Beloit St. John's, Tipton, and Osborne. Uh, Osborne just kept like kept seeming like they were going to, you know, overtake Blue, the Blue Jays down the stretch. It was a close, close game, and uh, you know, St. John's, Tipton just had an answer for every one run that Osborne threw at them, and it was a really, really thrilling win for them. Uh, Luke Bates had a huge game for them. Uh, 25 points, and he came in only averaging under nine. So, you know, really kind of a breakthrough performance for them. And I know, I know, uh, Coach Lance Bergman thought that was a really key win for them, and hoping hoping they can kind of build off of that. Uh, you know, other other kind of highlights on the boys' side. Uh, Syracuse runs away with the High Plains League championship against Sublette. Uh, Hugoton gets a gets a really really big win uh, to win the Sterling Invitational. Uh, you know, Hugoton, they moved up to 4A this year, and I think I think they're ranked ranked sixth, sixth or so, I believe, but they're, they're a really talented team that can really do some damage. And then, uh, you know, like we talked about last podcast, 2A boys, it just it seems like it's really loaded. And, um, and Ellenwood keeps their great season going with, uh, with Britt Dutton, and uh, they win the Hoisington Jam. So, uh so yeah, and then on the girls on the girls side, uh, you know, Phillips, Phillipsburg got a really coveted win in the MCL tournament. Obviously, they have a really talented senior class, but they had never they had never won the MCL tournament, and they uh, they really rolled in the final against Hoxie. Uh, like I like I've mentioned before, Heather Skimper just makes a ton of difference for that for that team getting them back after uh, you know missing last year with a knee injury and she had a huge she had a huge game in the tournament final scored 23 points and uh and obviously Taryn Sides is Taryn Sides uh, she had another really really outstanding performance uh, you know like I mentioned on the northern northern plains uh St. John's Beloit uh St. John's Tipton uh got a got a, they were impressive in the the final game against Lakeside 160 to 31 and then the boys followed up you know to complete the sweep but a really cool moment for that school I know they were all excited and then uh Hugoton uh you know they 
they played the first semester without their standout, uh, Mike and Hamlin, and they got her back after after the break, and she's made, as you would expect, she's made a ton of difference, and they were, they played really well in the Sterling Invitational, and they're going to be, be a team that could make some noise in, in 4A after you know being 3A runner-up last year. Uh, Goodland is a defending 3A champ, um, and they – they got the the orange and black title on Colby. Uh, really good defensive, de- really good defensive performance against Colby. Won in forty two twenty two. They're undefeated, and you know we talked about how good three A boys is. Three A girls is really really intriguing too. Phillipsburg and Goodland are right there at the top, and then I know Brent. There's some good teams in Brent's area. Silver Lake's been up there. Uh, that one's just really intriguing to me. I think that's that may be one of the deepest classes. Uh, and then, you know, kind of kind of wrapping up my area, uh, Lakin pulled out a really tough win in the High Plains League Tournament Championship against Wichita County. Uh, Wichita, they won by three. Wichita County missed a three-pointer at the buzzer, so that was a really hard-fought win for Lakin. And then uh, Cimarron, uh, uh, with a good defensive effort, they won the, the winner jam title, so... Yeah, uh, took a little bit, took a little while, but we got all, we got most of all the Western Kansas tournaments in. So, uh, and it was a really exciting week. Yeah, I had uh, had some weather delay for my area as well, with the Twin Valley League being pushed back to Monday. And that tournament always is a great tournament. I made it up there last year for the first time ever to catch that tournament, and this year's would have been a great one to get to as well. Um, you look at it, and Axtell boys win their first TVL title in over a decade, and this is the same group of guys that captured the two straight state football championships in eight-player Division Two. Same names: Isaac Detweiler, Brandon Schmelzel, uh, Eli Broxerman. I mean, those guys are just outstanding multi-sport athletes, and it's really translating over to the basketball court this year. And they win that title over Blue Valley Randolph. So, not your typical. Hanover, Centralia types in the in the title had some new blood there this year with Blue Valley Randolph and Axel. Axel gets the title. Blue Valley Randolph having an excellent season, one of their best ones they've had. And then on the girls' side, Hanover girls win it, and you think, well, that's not a surprise. They're number one in, in Class One A Division Two, and they've been out of the state tournament and had some great years and won some state titles. Well, they've never they had never won the Twin Valley League title tournament title until this year they've had a number of runner-up finishes or always seem to get knocked off and that that league that happens and that especially in that tournament you always see upsets in that tournament it's just one of the best small school tournaments you'll ever go to um, from start to finish with so many teams and so many good teams and so many players and and uh, so Hanover finally gets it done this year and a very nice uh, accomplishment for the program which hadn't won a league tournament since 93 when they were in the Blue Valley League, which uh, ended up combining to form the TVL with another league uh, back in the early 2000s. And so um, great accomplishment for those two schools. I got to see a trio of uh, tournaments. I started out and went to the semifinals at the Topeka Invitational Tournament and got my first, uh, first look at Highland Park this year. And there may not be a more exciting player in the state than Bo Aldridge. I I saw him on semifinal night, and he threw down eight dunks against Wichita Southeast. And Wichita Southeast has some dudes that can play, and it didn't matter. He, he was Whether it was in the half court with a lob, whether he just took it to the basket and took it strong, whether it was in on the fast break. I mean, I was talking to a buddy of mine that I met out in the hallway before the game, and he said, well, we're just here to watch Bo dunk. And I'm – 
about halfway through the first half, I'm texting him, well, you're getting your fill because it was impressive. We had five in the first half alone and uh, it was just amazing. And Highland Park, you know, they moved over to the Metal Art Conference this year and they've just been destroying people, winning games by almost 40 points a game. They, they're averaging in the high 70s. They put up 100 once, 90s, in the 90s a couple times. But people were like, well, okay, what happens when they play some, some teams that might push them? And, well, they showed. They, uh, they manhandled Wichita Southeast, and then they beat a really good Lawrence team in the, in the uh, finals of that tournament to win it. And Highland Park boys ranked number one in 5A. Uh, they've been to state two of the last three years, and uh, they look every bit capable of being one of the teams to beat in Class 5A this year. Uh, then, you know, Bo Aldridge gets a lot of the headlines just for the how he – how, how he can score the ball because uh, he can shoot it from three too. But Trey Richardson and then just a number of number of complimentary players that that change on any given night is who's gonna who's gonna really step up. And so Highland Park very impressive in winning the TIT this year. And then I, on Saturday I, I made a couple of stops. I braved the braved the snow coming back from Emporia late that night, but started in Burlington at the Burlington Invitational and watched Sabetha boys stay unbeaten with a very nice victory over a pretty solid Ottawa team, which used to play in the Baser-Linwood tournament, come back to Cliff McAuliffe's home, hometown in Burlington and uh, and beat him on his on his old home court. And uh, Sabetha, Scott Berger, this is his final year after 30-some years coaching up in, in Sabetha, but with boys and girls programs. And uh, they get the win there for the boys' side and the girls' side. It was Silver Lake, which Ricky mentioned, one of the, you know, one of the premier teams in Class 3A. Their only loss this year was a triple overtime loss to Riley County, and they handled Independence pretty solid, with Independence doing a really good job of shutting down Mackenzie McDaniel, uh, Silver Lake's All-State post player, who's a double-double machine, but she couldn't get anything going in that game as they really made it tougher to catch the ball and then swarmed her once she did. But McKinley Kruger steps up and hits five three-pointers in the title game, scores 25 points, leads Silver Lake to a nice title there, and then they come back on Tuesday night and beat Santa Fe Trails girls who had won 10 straight, including the title at the Royal Valley Classic. And Silver Lake wins that one by double digits. So Silver Lake playing some really good basketball. And after the Burlington tournament, I've moved on down to Emporia to the Flint Hills shootout, which is also a really good tournament. That league, uh, league plays some really good basketball down in wide auditorium, which is always a fun venue to, to catch basketball games. And, Mission Valley girls win their first ever league tournament title, beating Osage City by 19 in the championship game. And in the championship boys game, you get uh, Linden beats Osage City. You know, Linden lost their leading scorer and, and their four-year starting point guard off last year's team that, that took third at state. But they really got a nice ball club. He's had some younger kids step up, and they uh, they hold off Osage City by 10 points in the title game and, and do a really good job. Uh, holding down Landon Boss, who's the state leading scorer, he only gets 23, and I say only because he's average. He was averaging nearly 30 points a game going into that uh, contest and scored 42 in the uh, in the semifinal game, 36 in the first game of the tournament, and so uh, he was on quite a roll. And we'll talk a little bit more with with Landon here in a minute. Uh, but uh, Landon boys pick up a nice victory. They're going to be a factor again in Class 2A this year. And looking at some other of my area champions, Elyria Christian sweeps the title at the Center Cougar Classic. Boys and girls both take those titles. Uh, Casey Christian boys, Prairie View girls win down in Uniontown. 
Uh, Casey Christian boys are playing well. They started the year one and five, and they've won five straight, and they're now six and five. Uh, up at McLeod, you had Bishop Ward's boys and Riverside girls win those titles. Uh, Wabunsi boys win at Royal Valley along with Santa Fe Trail girls. At Valley Falls, Perry LeCompton wins. And at Tonganoxie, Piper boys take the tournament, beating Eudora in the finals. So a ton of good, uh, a ton of good action from the north central Kansas area. And uh, while I was at the Flint Hills tournament, I had a chance to talk to Landon Boss and just kind of talk to him a little bit about his prolific scoring season this year. You know, you've always been a very talented scorer. What made you take this to kind of another level this year with your ability to put the ball in the basket? Um, you know, first and foremost, I'd have to say my teammates, you know, they're the ones who pass me the ball and create opportunities for me. So, but, um, you know, just all the time and effort that I put in, me and my teammates, it, it's, a, it's a whole group effort. So uh, I thank them for everything they've done for me. Yeah, you know, you, you, you scored a lot in the past. Did you ever expect to be scoring the way you're scoring this year? And how much of that is a byproduct of, hey, this is kind of what my team needs me to do this year too? I mean, yeah, everybody has their roles and, and uh, every team has its roles that it, it needs fulfilled. And uh, that's kind of the role that I've stepped into. But, you know, my, my teammates do their roles, which allows me to do mine. So, so it's a whole group thing. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you amazed sometimes when you look down and see what you score because it seems like you're very efficient you know it's not the flashy hey I'm going to go out and drop seven three-pointers on you or I'm going to drop a lot of dunks on you it's just I go out and boom 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 all of a sudden I've got a 30-point game a 40-point game yeah you know my dad likes to you know joke around and call, and call it hard hard hat lunch pail type player and you know that that's what honestly all of us are we're just we just go out there and work and and whatever comes any of us just come to any of us and we're all happy for each other and whatever happens you know, you're a three-sport star at Osage, had a great uh, football career there, a state champion in track. When it came down to trying to decide what you wanted to do for college, how tough was it to figure out, do I want to play football? Do I want to maybe try basketball? Do I want to continue on in track? Uh, it, it was it was definitely a really tough decision. It kind of came down to track and football, but, you know, my heart's always been on that football field, so it was hard to let that go. So I'm uh, excited for that next step. And Butler County is yep. what you Butler. committed to. You know, what, what was the deciding process and, and where you were going to go, how you were going to fit in um, in, in looking at your future? Uh, it, well, first and foremost, it was definitely the coaches and, you know, the people they are and the role models they are for everybody and, and how they run that program and definitely just – the uh, opportunity to uh, go there and, and better myself and see what opportunities present, present itself after that. Linebacker, is that what you play in college, something on defense, or will you try to get back on offense? Uh, linebacker, that's where the one is linebacker. Yeah. You know, you're over 1,500 points now in your career as well. Is that something coming into high school you ever imagined would be possible for you? Um, I mean, my mom is somewhere in the 1,600 points. So that's always been my goal is to kind of catch her. So we're getting close to that. So we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks a lot, Landon. I appreciate you. it. Again, that was Landon Boss and, uh, you know, a great three-sport athlete at Osage City. And um, we uh, he's going to play football in college, as he said, but uh, he's having a heck of a basketball season. And uh, it was fun. I got to cover both his mom and dad when they played at Osage City when I worked at Emporia and now covering him. Uh, just kind of chasing their legacies a little bit. It's kind of, a, kind of been a neat deal. So, uh, Landon Boss, uh, good luck the rest of the way on this season. And then – Turning our attention to this week, 
you know, not as many tournaments as last week. Last week, it seemed like there were tournaments upon tournaments upon tournaments. And this week, uh, a little bit lighter schedule. It's mostly girls action. You do have a few boys tournaments. Aquinas playing over at the Grain Valley Tournament in Missouri. And then the Lyon County League and, and SBIA A League both having their league tournaments this week. I'll be down at the Lyon County League Tournament on Saturday. And the cool thing about that tournament is, is it's the longest running tournament I believe west of the Mississippi in, in the United States basketball tournament boys uh, up over a hundred years going um, and no I haven't covered all of them but I've covered about a quarter of them so uh, it's been a it's been a really fun tournament to go to Opie boys um, are the undefeated regular season champs down there Lebo girls both of them are would be the favorites but that's a tournament where you never know what's going to happen and semifinals night will be Friday and then championship night on Saturday and that championship Saturday, 10 games going on that day. So it's a, it's going to be a, a long day of basketball there at White Auditorium, but it'll be a fun day, a fun day of basketball to, uh, to take in. And uh, earlier in that day, I'm planning on being down at the Glacier's Edge, which is a really good girls tournament this year. You've got uh, Derby, as Scott mentioned, with Addie Brown will be there. And then one of the state's other top players, uh, Samaya Nichols from Shawnee Mission West will be there as well. So Two girls that both could have easily been picked to play in that uh, McDonald's High School All-American game will be on display. And, and Shawnee Mission West will play Seaman in the first round. And that's a really good matchup because West's record probably isn't as good as it should be because Nichols missed some time early in the year. But they're, uh, they're a team that was at state last year and, like I said, has one of the best players in the state this year. And then Seaman girls are ranked number one. And just the way the brackets fell on seeding, those two are going to play today in the first round, the quarterfinal action. So that'll be a great, uh, great challenge for Seaman and a great challenge for Shawnee Mission West because Seaman's a very good team. Their only loss is in double overtime this year to Baser. And then the winner of that will get the winner of the Derby, probably get Derby uh, in the second round. And then Emporia is also there at the tournament and they have one loss. So Glacier's Edge will be a good tournament. Um, I will also head out to the Capital City Classic up at uh, Shawnee Heights where you've got uh, undefeated uh, Shawnee Mission South, which picked off St. Thomas Aquinas earlier this year. They're there and have a great player in Cameron Smith. Washburn Rural's there. They took a little bit of a hit with uh, Zoe Canfield tearing her ACL a couple weeks ago. So that's a big loss for the defending 6A champions. But they'll be there. Hutchinson will be there. And they're having a great season. Um, so that should be a really good, uh, really good tournament up there. And there's some other really good uh, good tournaments around the state. Scott, there's some down in your area when you look at McPherson, Newton, El Dorado. There's some really quality tournaments down that direction. Yeah, definitely so. And then kind of this week, I'll be keeping some eye, keeping an eye on some unbeaten teams, uh, unbeaten girls teams in this area. Uh, you know, Wellington uh, took an unbeaten record into the 4A state tournament last year, and, and right now they're 11-0 and and the, the only unbeaten team in 4A. Uh, they've already won their first round game at Mulvane's Wildcat Classic and they'll play in the semifinals uh, here uh, coming up this week. And then, uh, you know, I had a chance to see them a couple weeks ago against Andale and and uh, that was a battle of unbeatens. And, and the Crusader, Crusaders have three really good seniors, but they've got some really great young talent. Uh, uh, I mean, sophomores Val Norwood and Brett Zika, who both played on, on last year's state team that finished fourth uh, after going into state uh, undefeated. Uh, and then they've got an eye-catching freshman and six-footer Kylan Gregory. So uh, Wellington likes to play. You know, they they press you when you get off the bus, and and they still have the athletes to do that. And and uh, 
you know, so that's a team that's that's still unbeaten at this point. And and then up at Newton, the lone unbeaten team in 5A is Bishop Carroll, and and they'll have a chance to see some teams with some solid records here this week. They're already they've already played their first round game, but uh, could get could get a test here before uh, before the weekend's over. Andover Central is also in that tournament. Uh, you know, perennial perennial uh, perennially solid program there. So uh, Carroll. We'll probably see a test here before the weekend is out, and then and then there's Haven's girls who who like their boys are also unbeaten uh, in in three A, and they they're hosting the Haven Wildcat Classic this week. Uh, there'll be some teams like Andale and Cheney, uh, Garden Plain in that tournament that could give them a test. So so that's a that's another unbeaten that I'll that I'll be on watch for, and and then on Saturday there's a good chance we'll have a one versus one matchup in this area, uh, you know, up in the tiny metropolis of Elbing. Uh, where uh, Berean Academy, which is number one in 2A, uh, could face number one in, in 1A Division One Little River on Saturday afternoon. Uh, both teams are kind of on a on a collision course there, and both have 11 and 0 records. Uh, and it, you know, and then oh by the way, Little River is hosting a sub-state that includes the the defending champion in 1A Division One. That's Pretty Prairie, who's still unbeaten, uh, and, and Pretty Prairie is into the semifinals at, at this tournament at Skyline. So. Uh, you know, it's always impressive to me, I guess, when teams make it to this point in the season where they still get that that rec- that zero on the on the loss side. Uh, and a lot of teams here are gonna gonna face some tests to to see if they can get through it here. Uh, and in inner February, still unbeaten, kind of looking forward to that and, and catching a couple of those tournaments. And then, like you said, there's always uh, just good traditional fields in McPherson, uh, El Dorado, uh, a lot of area tournaments here. Not as many, like you said, as last week, but. Uh, Looking forward to catching some of these teams that I haven't seen yet, and and uh, just seeing how 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 good they are. Ricky, I'm sure you'll be headed out to the SPIAA tournament uh, out in Dodge City, and that's a, always a good good tournament as well. Yeah, yeah, tremendous. Uh, if anybody lives in the Dodge City area, I would recommend going out there to that one because just uh, I think that's one of the best tournaments in the state too. Really cool venue, um, a ton of games, you know, a lot of really even teams. Uh, I actually went out there Tuesday night because I did a feature on uh, Kiowa County's Brady Dieterting. Uh, just a kid that's uh, battled a lot of different injuries, uh, torn ACL, torn meniscus, torn labrum. Uh, he had a weird football injury where he lacerated his spleen and liver. I mean, he he just had everything in the book, and it's really it's really cool that he's healthy and really you know being a leader for for Kiowa County. Um, they uh, they op- they opened that tournament with a huge win over Hodgman County. So already some really exciting basketball, and then on the on the girls' side, um, you know I think that tournament's kind of wide open. Hodgman County might be a little bit bit of a favorite, but a lot of really solid teams, and I'll I'll be excited to see what what transpires there this weekend. Yeah, Mac, not a whole lot up your way this week. You have so many good tournaments, especially that good girls camo tournament that you got out to over at Blue Valley North. But uh, Free State uh, always has a pretty solid field. How does that shape up this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, one uh, team that's really uh, standing out, uh, Lawrence High, uh, eight and one this year. Uh, it's had some some you know really tough opponents and and uh, it, just been able to to get a victory in all but one. Lost uh, early fourth game against Blue Valley West. I think it was by five points. Uh, but otherwise, they you know, they've just been rolling, and they'll have uh, you know potentially face uh goddard eisenhower uh, as the the number two in that bracket 
I think they're seven and three, six and three, something like that this year. So uh, they're they're a pretty good team. Throw in a, a six and three Blue Valley team, and it, it'll be interesting to to see how that one goes. But uh, definitely Lawrence being the 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 favorite in that one, and they got uh, really talented. Maya Marshall is uh, just been phenomenal this year for. Her. Uh, but they, they honestly, it's a, a team with you know all seven players that are in the rotation uh, get work done for them. So uh, very, very balanced team. That's it, tough to face uh, that. Other than that, though, just looking at some of my teams that are in other tournaments, you had mentioned uh, in uh, one of the tournaments, uh, was it trying to look here? There was, Shawnee Mission East is uh, going up against Derby in the first round uh, of of one of the tournaments, and you had rattled off like, oh, there's these scores, like so many, so many that we didn't get to Abigail Long for Shawnee Mission East averaging 24 points a game. So expect absolute fireworks in that first round game uh, with Derby. Derby's uh, shown to be a better team, so pretty big favorite to win it. But uh, I, I expect... Uh, Abby Long and company to still put up a pretty good fight. And uh, then when you're looking at the uh, Thunderbird Classic, he talked about Shawnee Mission South. And that'll be an interesting one just from their 8-0. But they have, you know, at this point in the season, we've got some teams that are, you know, played 13 games and they've only got eight in. And so you're like, well, maybe, you know, get a couple more games. No, those eight games have been ridiculous. The, the, it just a crazy opening schedule for Shawnee mission South. And you, you mentioned, uh, Aquinas as being, uh, you know, one of the, uh, games that they had basically, I mean, you go down the list, uh, late. The West has been a good team this year. Uh, they get an 18 point victory over them. They beat spring Hill late. The Northwest, uh, Shawnee mission West. That one was a squeaker 46, 43, uh, they beat Gardner Edgerton, Shawnee Mission North, and then you know uh, they get a game across the state line, Liberty North. I, I know they're ha- having a heck of a year. That was one of my old teams when I was covering over there in the Northland, uh, 54-39. So uh, the games that they've had, I mean, that's a, that's a very tough one. And to have as many big wins as they've had, it'll be interesting to, to see what uh, they do in that tournament because – uh, Cameron Smith is good, but I mean, they have Funches as a, a 13.7 rebounds, uh, Van Elders, uh, six and a half points, uh, five and a half rebounds, or she's averaging three blocks a game, uh, at this point. And then Jocelyn Moore is six and a half points, uh, 3.6 rebounds, uh, three assists and 1.8 steals per game. So it's not just Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith is really good. Uh, but that girl, uh, you know, she, she's got, she's got a lot of, uh, players around her that are, uh, contributing a lot. So seeing how that goes in the, in the Thunderbird classic, uh, I'm almost tempted to just go up there at least for a semifinal game. I don't want to step on your turf, Brent, but uh, it's hard for me to wait any longer. I know I have a good matchup of Shawnee mission South versus Lawrence on, I think it's like February 7th. And that one I got penciled in, but I'm having a hard time not getting out there and seeing Cameron Smith in person a, a little bit earlier. So I might sneak up to Topeka. We'll see what happens. Patience, grasshopper. Patience. 
I'm kind of jealous because I'd like to go see Jaden Wooten of Blue Valley over at the Free State. Uh, you're talking about one of the best players in the state. Scott got to see her last year at State where she just put on a show. And I I think they're kind of that uh, maybe the dark horse to win that Free State tournament because she's outstanding. And you know that Blue Valley plays in that that EKL that's really tough where you got Blue Valley North with their only losses to Raytown, Missouri. Uh, you got Aquinas, you got Miege, you got St. James. So um, I think Blue Valley uh, is a, is a team that's kind of under the radar a little bit and, and has arguably one of the, you know, very best players in the state and, and Jaden Wooten. So you, you catch her, I'll catch Cameron. And then maybe some, somewhere down the road, we'll switch and, uh, and check out each other's, uh, each other's players. But uh be some great action this week in basketball. Um, and we're starting to close in, uh, getting closer and closer towards postseason in wrestling and swimming and, and uh, bowling is now underway. And wrestling, I know we uh, kind of previewed the Newton Tournament of Champions on our last podcast and Scott went up there and you just won't find a better tournament in the state. I mean, even, even the state tournament sometimes doesn't quite hold a candle to the, uh, the Newton TOC and Scott, uh, you know, it always lives up to its, its billing. And this year it sounded like it was no different. There were some just dynamic matches. Yeah. Just every weight class seems like it's just its own story. I mean, it really, uh, they started in the, in the finals. I went up there for the finals of that and, and, uh, you know, great atmosphere. They, they dim the lights like they do at many tournaments and it's just got kind of that big time feel to it. And, uh, they, you know, they started with the 130 pound weight class or 132 pound weight class. And, and unfortunately that was an injury default. Uh, Jack, Lawrence's Jack Elston, uh, had to, had to default there to, to Brady Rourke of Seneca, uh, Missouri, who's just an outstanding wrestler. So, you know, kind of a little bit of a disappointment not to see, see those two go at it, but, uh, they moved right into 138, and, and the fireworks started. Uh, Andover's Adam Mackey, uh, who's unbeaten, uh, defeated Nick, uh, Mazes and Nikhil and Shabazz seven to six, and just a just a wild match. I mean, it was just action packed from the start. Momentum swings, and and uh, uh, really uh, just a, just an exciting match, and and uh, you know, kind of lived up to that lived up to that billing. When you when you get to the point of, the, of that tournament, you, you usually have wrestlers who have zero losses, one losses, or one loss, two losses, and, and they're going to get somebody who's, who's got a similar mark. And, you know, Mackey was able to stay unbeaten. Uh, you know, he had some moments where it looked like he was in trouble against Shabazz, but he was able to pull it out and, and stay unbeaten. So right off the right off the bat, we had a great match. And then uh, that was followed by Andale's Owen Eck, the junior uh, standout there for the Indians. And and, uh, you know, it was kind of a uh, – uh, he ended up leading Andale to the team title there and was named the outstanding wrestler of the tournament. Uh, last year, the Tournament of Champions was kind of a, uh, a turning point in next season. He injured a hamstring uh, in the finals of that tournament, and, and it sidelined him until regionals. Uh, you know, he came back and won the state championship. Just uber-talented wrestler. Uh, well, this year he finally maybe got – I couldn't really get him to stay it, but I think he felt like he had a little – and, and winning that, he recorded the lone pin uh, of the of the TOC finals. He pinned a, a really good wrestler in, in Goddard's Jacob Goodwin uh, late in the first period. So Eck is just a he is a he is a beast and 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 really on his way to to big things again here in 4A. And then they're just you know and as I said, Andale won the team title over Mays. Mays had five finalists and they're the number one team in 
in 5A, actually number one ranked in all classes. Uh, what It wasn't a great finals for them. They ended up losing every match. That just kind of shows you the depth of the of the talent across the state. But there were some really good matches. Uh, Connor, Connor Padgett, Mazes uh, wrestler at 175, who was a state champion last year, had a great duel with Dodge City's Luke Barker. And Barker ended up winning that match 2-1 to one to stay unbeaten uh, at 175. So really, you know, just that, that was one of them that really stood out to me. Uh, Free State's Matthew Markham uh, defeated Aiden Flores of Mays in the 215-pound final, four to two. Uh, you know, Markham showed showed his wares there. He's a, he's an outstanding talent, and and I was really impressed with Derby's Braden Tatum at 126. Uh, he was wrestling a, a state finalist in in AB Stokes of Newton, and and Tatum just really manhandled uh, Stokes. It was uh, an impressive performance, and and Tatum's ranked number two in 6A at his weight class. So. Uh, you know, just every time two get those two guys took, you know, two guys took the mat, you were just seeing kind of a different story unfold. And, and, uh, uh, you know, Valley centers, DeMont Mucker, who had a great football season, uh, you know, running back for the Hornets went in the 190 pound title and, and defeats Norton's Garrett, Garrett Urban gives Urban loss of the season. So that just got in, and Mucker was a transfer in from, from Staley high school in Missouri this year. Uh, just kind of shows you the talent, the the breadth and the width of talent there at the at the Newton tournament. So it was, you know, it, it really is. It, it's a fast moving two hours, but but there's a lot to see. You know, you you know, you're watching, you know, eventual state champions or eventual state finalists when when you get to this tournament, and and so it's it's a pretty fun final session uh, for sure. You know, else, elsewhere down here in the Wichita area, just a you know some kudos to the Rose Hill Rockets. Uh, uh, Last night they they defeated they're, they're number two in four a they defeated uh, Augusta who's number three in four a uh, beat them forty five to twenty three in a duel that was held at uh, at Friends University so uh, it's been a good week for the Rockets they won the Eureka Invitational by by one hundred and fifty points last weekend and they're one of those that are heading out to Garden City this weekend like you know we we talked about the Newton being a big tournament it seems like every weekend there's just this monster tournament and and this week it's out in Garden City the Rocky Welton Invitational. Uh, traditionally just a great tournament where, uh, uh, you know, a lot of teams from all over the, the state and teams from other states come in and, and just make for for a great field. And, you know, I know, Ricky, you could say you could probably allude more to, to the Garden City tournament uh, the, than even I can. But, but Rose Hill is one of those teams that, that heads out there with a lot of momentum. So, uh, as you said, we're ramping it up here in wrestling. And, and uh, uh, you know, Ricky, I'll throw it over to you. Just uh, what have you seen out there in western Kansas? Yeah, I know we've talked about him a lot, but I don't think you can understate understate what Hoxie's done. Uh, they still have six guys ranked uh, number one in class in class uh, three through one a. Um, last weekend they just dominated the Beloit Invitational. Um, Derek Johnson, who we talked about before, he'll be going for his fourth state title um, this year at one fifty seven. He was named most outstanding wrestler at Beloit. Um, Drew Bretz, he's he's on he's on a mission. Uh, uh, Sam Watkins, they got a freshman named Ian Giancola. I mean, they are just absolutely loaded. Um, you know, and I was looking at the the weekly rankings, and I believe uh, you know twelve out of the fourteen top ranked guys in class three two one a reside in Western Kansas, and Western Kansas always seems to. You know, really, really dominate three two one a wrestling, but this year, this year, I mean, they've even the area's even kind of taken it up a notch. So, uh, you know, kind of going up to the upper classes, uh, Luke Luke Barker um, at at Dodge City, 
Uh, he'll be going for his third third state championship this year. Um, you know, he's he's been really re- wrestling well. I know Garden has has a couple uh, guys ranked number one, and Ryan Hyman and uh, S- Sebastian Lopez. So uh, you know, it's just a lot of really good wrestling in the on the boys side and on the girls side. We've mentioned Dodge City; they're the they're the reigning six five A champs. Uh, you know, they just they're they really got a ton of depth. So they're going to be another team that's to really watch for in five A and six A. And then you know, uh, kind of in my area, I'm really kind of excited to see if um, Sarah Zimmerman in class five A um, at 110 pounds. Uh, she's been right on the cusp of winning a state championship. Uh, you know, the last couple of years, um, and finishing runner up. Um, Larissa Garcia from Wichita North, I think beat her last year in the finals and she's ranked, uh, she's ranked up there too. So, uh, really, you know, excited to see how, how Sarah Zimmerman's career wrapped up, but yeah, uh, you know, as always, it's been really exciting wrestling out here in Western Kansas. Yeah. Wrestling really heating up, uh, getting ready for the stretch run. We'll start having, uh, having regionals and leagues coming up here in the next couple of weeks we'll really dive hard into wrestling next week uh, our next on our next podcast in two weeks and swimming will be states right around the corner and we'll really dive hard into into some swimming on our next podcast as well uh, we've got some league and, and city meets I'll be going out to the city swim meet in Topeka uh, tonight to, to watch uh, some of the top teams and in Topeka, Siemens having a really nice year. Shawnee Heights, Luke Perkins is one of the top guys in the state in the butterfly and in the backstroke. And then uh, Washburn World's Jack Miranda is ranked number one in 6A in the 500. So I'm going to get a get a catch a little bit swimming action. But uh, we'll dive hard into those. Bowling, uh, they started their season. We've got uh, three people in the state already with 300 games this year. A couple from Scott's area, Bishop Carroll's Don Brogan. And Andover set tennis Peyton Crumley. And then I had a kid from my area, from Leavenworth, roll one in a JV match the other day. Uh, Peyton Urisic from Leavenworth rolls a 300. He's been dying to get on varsity all year. And I talked to his coach the other night, and I think that might get him on varsity now. You go roll a 300 game. Uh, his best series coming into that match had been like a 470-something. But he uh, – Found the oil, found the groove, and stayed right there and, and got a 300 game. So shout out to all those uh, 300 bowlers uh, so far in the state this year. And we'll talk a little bit more about bowling on our next podcast. And uh, from our last podcast, this one, state debate wrapped up. And uh, we crowned some new champions and some old champions in in a state debate this year. Uh, the old Washburn World just and Blue Valley Southwest, they just keep it going. Both have uh, tremendously long streaks, uh, tremendous programs, and uh, successfully defend their four speaker state titles. Uh, Washburn Rural had a whole new foursome with their group, and uh, they come back and get it done. They were uh, in a tight one. They they had a uh, had two losses going into the second day, but came through and and uh, got got it done. Go undefeated on the last day to win the six A title, and then Blue Valley Southwest. Uh, they sweep 5A, um, two, four-speaker and two-speaker. Um, McPherson defends its 4A state title in Class 4A. And then uh, Scott, the upset of the tournament uh, of, of the state weekend was Nickerson in Class 3A. You know, Wichita Collegiate's been the 
kind of like Washburn Rural, uh, kind of the program in Blue Valley Southwest too, the programs in the state that are like the bell cows and uh, Nickerson, poor speaker, gets it done and then watch Wichita Collegiate's uh, streak that they had going. Yeah, that was a. I was able to talk with uh, Nickerson senior Mallory Tufel, who was one of the the members of that four speaker team, and a lot of excitement there. Uh, I think they they uh, they felt it was one of those things. They felt like they could they could possibly win that title, but they had to go to to collegiate, and uh, you know it came down to them and collegiate in the finals, and and they were able to get that done. Uh, so first first state title in debate for Nickerson since 1969, and and uh, you know it's kind of interesting. You, you think of all these sports analogies, and and uh, you know I was talking with Mallory a little bit about that, and just just wondering, you know, it, it, it's all competition, and and there's and I think Nickerson kind of found a way to put a little bit of a chip on its shoulder that yeah we can accomplish this, and and uh, you know so it was real exciting for them. They won you know they won the Central Kansas. And won a tough battle with Sacred Heart in the regional that uh, on a tiebreaker that that uh, kind of gave them some confidence, and they were able to get that done. And and uh, so so a, a nice victory there for Nickerson. And then uh, you, you mentioned McPherson defending its chi- its title in four A as as four speaker champions, and and uh, you know that's part of that that uh, performing arts that the, the the group McPherson is the the performing arts school of excellence received that award from Keisha last fall for last year and, and just an, an outstanding program. And, uh, you know, they, so, so they keep it going. And, and I was able to talk to Peyton Hamilton last week. She was our true blue student of the week for last week. She was one of the members of the McPherson team, just a great kid. And, and uh, you know, you really kind of see what these programs, you know, how they sink their teeth into what they do. I mean, it's, it's a labor of love for these kids who, who participate in debate and, and uh, uh, really exciting for them to, to reap the rewards of that for sure. Yeah. Other state champions uh, in a two speaker were sick, Wichita East in class six, a Chanute in class four, a and Sedgwick in class three, two, one, a. So congratulations to all our state debate champions and Soon, uh, we'll also be crowning state champions in Scholars Bowl. That's coming up in mid-February, and uh, there should be some great competition going on in Scholars Bowl. We'll talk a little bit about that in our next podcast as well. So, uh, again, uh, right in the middle of winter sports season. We're on the, we're on the downside. We, we can uh, kind of heading down the mountain, and we can kind of see where the finish is at in the, in the, in the distance. Uh, some coming a little bit quicker than others, but uh, some great uh, – a great month of action coming up in February that we'll get to in our next uh, podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we come to you every other week and, and uh, appreciate you taking a listen and you can uh, check out Keisha covered website for all our stories, uh, whether it's sports, whether it's debate, whether it's our true blue student of the week, uh, shining light and kids doing just great things at their schools and their communities. And, uh, it's all, all kinds of stuff on there for you to check out. So check out uh, caseyourcover.com and tune back into us in a couple of weeks. Thanks again.